0: This is Michael Corsini and you're listening to From the Wellspring Podcast, a collection of my performances and prayers from events all over the country. This is an excerpt from a holy hour in the Bronx, New York. I pray it be a blessing for you and for your family. Good morning, everyone. So this will be a time of just kind of quiet music, meditation really a gift kind of just to begin your day like this. Uh, But to begin with, let's uh, start with a spiritual practice of Saint Ignatius of Loyola, if you know him. He uh, began all of his prayer by just having a, a period of silence about the space of an Our Father prayer. And he would just allow himself to imagine in his mind's eye or or become aware that the Lord is looking at him. And in a special way, especially because we're in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament, it really is true. And what is that gaze like? What is it like for the Lord's eyes to fall upon you? does that feel like? So, Lord Jesus, help us to know that you see us. Help us to know that you want to take nothing from us, that you see us and you know us. it like to fall under the gaze of Christ, to be seen by him? We can go to the Gospels and find many examples of people who were seen by the eyes of the Lord. You begin even in the manger where the infant Jesus looked upon the shepherds and the kings and Our Lady Joseph was that like but as he grew and as he began his public ministry his gaze became I guess you could say different so for our purposes this morning i think a reflection on a woman who was caught in adultery. If you remember the story, somehow this woman was caught in adultery, she was brought out into the, the dirt streets, she was thrown onto the ground, and all those around her picked up rocks. They were gonna stone her to death. And somewhere out of the midst of all these people walks in Jesus. at her and he kneels down on the ground and scribbles something mysterious into the dirt. Whatever it was, everyone who stood around with rocks in their hand dropped their stones and walked away. Jesus looked around and said, there no one here to condemn you? And she looked at him and said, no one, sir. Imagine her astonishment. And then Jesus says something mysterious and freeing and lovely and beautiful. He says, well, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. There's two aspects that we can think about with this. The first one is Jesus saying, neither do I condemn you. Jesus, the Son of God, knew this woman's sin better than she did. And he being, you know, the second person of the Trinity, he has every right to condemn. If deeper even than the woman's sin, Jesus was able to see. And that's what brought her to that place. Her whole history, you know? Maybe he saw her being abused as a young girl and her trying to mask or medicate the pain unlovable or unloved or someone told her something about herself that wasn't true and she believed it. But whatever it was, she found herself in this place primarily because she was desperately thirsting and desiring to be loved. To be loved by someone who would not take from her. this man that stood before her she saw someone who did not wish to take something from her but only to give himself and so seeing her whole history he knew what brought her to that place and so he said neither do I condemn you go and sin no more So it's on a condition, right? Go and sin no more. The freedom that I've given you in this encounter, live in that freedom. Do not go back. Do not go back. see us and you know our entire history, the things that we have experienced, the things that we even hate about ourselves, just, Lord, we ask you to give us a new sight that we may fall under your gaze and know that we are loved. Sometimes it's really hard to hear God. I know for myself, I find that I can go for long periods of time Just the noise around us. Because God speaks in silence, in stillness. And sometimes the noise can come from outside. You know, we're just constantly filling up. Sometimes times we have in our life with just media, music, anything just to kind of kill the deadness or the boredom of silence. Sometimes the noise comes from inside us and you know, we find ourselves having a hard time just settling down inside, filled with anxiety or fear or pain that can be so loud. tree grows in silence. Like a baby is formed in its mother's womb in silence. And you have two people who really love each other, and the love is deep. You know, they can sit in silence together forever. You know, and it's not weird. <laughs> That's kind of like the silence of God, like the silence of the Eucharist, the stillness, just that still presence and the Lord communicates his love to us that way. Lord Jesus, we ask you to take away Been done to us or by our own hand, whatever it is that causes us to dislike ourselves or to not be the person that we long to be, Lord, we ask you just to heal. During Mass, we heard, In my distress, I called upon the Lord, and He heard my voice. In my distress, I called upon the Lord, and He heard my voice. It's a good question to ask of ourselves, what distresses us? sort of great suffering or pain in our life, or it is coming soon. In the short time that we have left, maybe the best thing for us to do is ask the Lord for a great gift. You know, when you come to holy hour, it's a time of grace. makes himself vulnerable to us because he wants to give us something but the problem is sometimes you know I'm, I'm often just not quick to ask but in the silence of our hearts maybe we could Ask the Lord for a special gift of something that we just cannot do on our own, something that's beyond our strength, something big. Maybe some healing in our family, healing of a relationship, an overcoming of addiction, the ability to drop whatever that thing is in our life that we know that is holding us back from becoming who we are meant to be. The courage to embrace our cross. The courage to love ourselves, whatever it is.